We are one church. We love God, love people, love his mission and love his church. Welcome to the One Church Podcast. Hello, welcome to the One Church Podcast. My name is Tom and I am so glad that you could join us here today. This last weekend has been brilliant in the life of One Church. We've gathered in five of our sites. It was a blessed encounter night and school's out has begun. And already we've seen hundreds of children, many grown-ups, and we've had the chance to share the love of Jesus with every single one of them. This week, I went to bed one night and I prayed, God, when I wake up, give me a message to speak. And so I slept and I woke up and straight away it was there. Be still and know that I am God. So today on the podcast, I'm speaking about Psalm 46. And before we go into some points that are going to help us unlock and unpack this scripture, I'm going to read it. So we're in the NIV and this is Psalm 46 verses 1 to 11. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is the Bible. This is the word of God. And there is so much we could unlock and unpack together. But perhaps like you, when I've thought of this passage of scripture, specifically be still and know that I am God, I have thought of it as a quiet and still and reflective passage. The idea of come be still and know that I am God. It's a passage that calls us to retreat, to being away from things, of being still in a moment. However, when we read the whole psalm, we realize that this is not the heart of the psalm. Of course, it's a psalm of comfort and a psalm that brings us peace. But this is a resolute cry of be still and know that I am God. This is not a be still in a gentle moment. This is a be still in the middle of a storm when waves and wind are stilled. Be still and know that I am God. So today, no matter what you're walking through, may you know comfort that comes from the rallying, resolute and raging words from God himself as he speaks to the crisis and the moments and the things that rage in our lives and says, be still and know that I am God. Martin Luther, when in greatest distress, would call for Psalm 46 saying this, let us sing the 46th psalm in concert and let the devil do his worst. So today, whether the earth is giving way, whether nature rages, or even if nations rage, 
be still and know that he is God. So this psalm is written by the sons of Korah. We don't know much about the sons of Korah, but we do know about Korah, who is referenced in Numbers 16. In a moment where he and others defy and oppose Moses, who was God's chosen mouthpiece through whom he spoke to his people. We read that after he finished speaking these words, the ground that was under them split open, the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them, their households and all people who belonged to Korah with all their possessions. This moment in the Bible, it just blows our minds. I can't even imagine what that moment was like. And though Korah met this disastrous end to his life, we then see generations later how God takes and restores a family. We see that the descendants of Korah have been chosen in 1 Chronicles 9. They've been chosen to work the service of the doorkeepers of the tent. That is the tabernacle, the dwelling place of God. We go from defying what God is saying to in fact guarding the door of the tent where people would go to meet with God himself. I love the restoration that's happened in this family line. The sons of Korah have a new legacy. And their perspective now makes a bit of sense because they've heard the stories that have been passed on from person to person. Think about verse two, though the earth gives way. They know that their great-great-grandfather, the earth gave way beneath him. The earth melts in verse six. Now it makes sense. Verse eight, the desolations he's brought on the earth. It starts to click together. This is not just giving us an idea of when things are being shaken or being uh, rocked in our lives. But this is the testimony of the life of the sons of Korah. This is what happened in their past. But though the earth gives way, and though the earth melts, and though desolation is brought on the earth, in the middle of it, what can we know? The Lord Almighty is with us, we read in verse 6. So for us, we can be encouraged too. No matter what has gone before in our family lines, no matter where we are right now, when the earth literally melts like with Korah, we can be reminded of the life of the sons of Korah. I need not fear, because the Lord Almighty, he is with us. When the earth gives way, let us choose to be still and know that he is God. Not only when the earth gives way, but when nature rages, we can be still and know that he is God too. Have you ever had a moment where you felt nature rage? When I was a young boy, we would do the opposite of all sound advice. When we heard lightning and thunder, we would immediately run into the garden. The heavier the rain, the better. The closer the lightning, the better and more exciting. It's the opposite of all safety protocol. <laughs> And as I've grown up, we have the same thing with our girls. When they hear of thunder and lightning, they want to see it and experience it. When they see heavy rain, we've had many times we've gone out in the garden and just let it fall onto our heads. But when nature rages, it can be a terrifying experience. All around our world, nature, weather systems, um, they rage. You know, I believe that the fall of humanity um, and sin entering the world, have led to the fall of our weather systems too. God is still in control. He holds all things in his hands. And yet we see the ripples of the choices we've made in creation itself. In Eden, the intention was not for tornadoes. It was not for earthquakes or volcanoes erupting in moments. 
That was never the intention. However, the earth groans, just like humanity does, as a result of the fall. And we groan for something more. But putting that aside, when nature rages, how do we respond? Well, in Psalm 46, we're given comfort and given a way that we can walk through nature raging. We will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. We think of that, that's almost a reference to earthquakes, landslides, tsunamis, typhoons, avalanches. And if we look at the news every day, nature rages. But what is our comfort? Verse 1 says this. God is our refuge and our strength an ever-present help in trouble. And in verse 4, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. No matter how much nature rages, God is our refuge. No matter how afraid we are of climate change and what is happening around our globe, God is our strength. Even when we feel shaken, there is a city where he dwells. And no matter how much nature rages, there's a river that flows. Nothing stops God being your refuge. Nothing will stop him being our strength. So when nature rages, we can be still and know that he is God. Thirdly, what about when nations rage? Because this psalm, it addresses the disharmony between nations, war and peace. When Philippa and I had the privilege of going to Israel uh, just after we'd got married, we had an incredible trip that opened our eyes. It helped us contextualize the Bible, the stories and the words that we knew so well, but now we saw the places where they were written and where they were addressed to. It was an amazing experience. But on one day, we'd been told that there was probably going to be a lot of conflict in the area of Jerusalem we were in. It was labelled the day of rage. So early in the morning, Philippa woke me up. She woke me up and she said, Tom, Tom, listen, I can hear something. And in the distance, we heard this clattering and clanging. And for her, she was probably imagining armies of people gathering together, causing uh, chaos in the streets. And she said, it's the day of rage. I can hear it. And I said, Philippa, that is the bin lorry. And sure enough, there was the bin lorry emptying the bins outside the place we were staying. But nations really do rage. Around the world, there are many nations at war. Right now, there are millions of people affected by conflict. And right now, nations rage. And it feels like it's on our doorstep. It's in our continent. It feels like it's just a few countries away. And there are many conflicts we're directly involved in too. But when nations rage, the Bible does not shy away from these hard moments. In fact, when nations are in uproar and kingdoms fall, he lifts his voice and the earth melts. And in verse 9, hear the comfort in these words. This is our God. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Are the nations in uproar? Yes. Do kingdoms fall? Yes. But does he make wars cease? Yes. Does he break the bow, shatter the spear, burn the shield? Yes. And in the middle 
of the raging of nations. Today, would you know, you do not need to be afraid. No matter what conflict comes, no matter how close it feels, here's the truth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And when we say the God of Jacob, we reach back into the past and we lay hold of this helper of people who went before us and say, this is our God too. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He kept the people safe. He'll keep me safe. He fought for our people. He will fight for me. He's my defender and he's my fortress. So when the nations of the world rage, let our reaction be to turn to the Lord Almighty because he is the one who makes wars cease. So when nations rage, be still and know that he is God. When the earth gives way, when nature rages, and when the nations rage, be still and know that he is God. About a thousand years after this psalm was written, and when the sons of Korah, their days of writing psalms, were finished here on earth, the world received a gift, the Lord Almighty with us. His name was Jesus. When Jesus was born, everything changed. One day, Jesus and his disciples were traveling on a boat. And in Mark 4, we read that the evening came and Jesus said to his disciples, let us go to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. And there were other boats with them. And a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. But Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Jesus got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And the wind died down and it was completely calm. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. When nature raged, when it felt like the earth gave way, in that moment, what does Jesus do? He stands up, he rebukes the wind, and he says to the waves, just like in Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. In that moment, we see so clearly that Jesus, he is the Lord Almighty. He is the God of Jacob. This is Jesus, pre-existent Christ. This is him, fully God and fully man. And he addresses the storm in that moment and says, be still. And Jesus is still able to address the storm in our life and say, be still and know that I am God. So no matter what you walk through, when the earth gives way, when nature rages around us and when nations rage too, we can be still. And the reason we can be still is because Jesus himself says, be still and know that I am God. I love the response to all of this at the end of the psalm. The response is not to say everything's going to be all right. In the moment of verse 10, be still and know that I'm God. We have this. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Let our response to who God is and what he has done be to exalt him. An encouragement to us, church, is this. No matter what comes, though the earth give way, though nature rages, though the nations rage, 
In all of it, we can be still, we can know that he is God. But let us turn our hearts and our whole lives to this call to exalt him with everything we have. And Lord, this week, would you help us, Holy Spirit, come and help us to exalt with everything we have, the Lord Almighty, the God of Jacob, the one who is our fortress, our refuge, and our rock. May we be still and may we exalt. Can I encourage you to now go and this week to be reading through Psalm 46 and allow God to speak to you through the words of this psalm. And I'm grateful for the sons of Korah. I'm grateful for the book of Psalms. More than anything, I'm grateful to Jesus, my eternal hope. And would you find this hope in the midst of everything today? If you would like to respond in any way to this message, please know that we're here. We love hearing what God is doing in your lives and we love every week getting the chance to pray with people and respond in person in One Church sites because God's always doing something different in each of our lives. So if you would like prayer, just get in touch and we cannot wait already to pray with you and stand with you. There's so much coming up in the life of One Church. So here is your family news for This Sunday, we have a message from Pastor David, which is a message of updates, vision for the future. We're calling it an important message for the whole of One Church. So do all you can to be there in person in a One Church site. But if you're away, that message will be released on the podcast next Monday and on YouTube with a video that anyone can join in with, can watch and can receive from. So make sure you engage with that message and we're excited about what God is beginning to do amongst us. Coming up, we have two great weekends away for our children and for our young adults. So for our children on the 16th to the 18th of June, we're taking our five to 11 year olds away for the weekend. And we know it's gonna be a precious experience for each and every child. And there is still time to sign up and reserve your place. Get in touch with the team today. We're also going away with our young adults, our 18s to 30s, our students, our young professionals and everyone in between. We would love you to come and be part of this retreat. Come, receive, get inspired and sent back out into the world to make a difference for Jesus. It's time to wake and that is the theme of the whole weekend. So again, if you want to know more, just ask. And finally, if you're interested in giving a year of your life to serve God through the local church, a one church gap year could be for you. If you're interested in this, ask today, find out more, ask questions, because it could really change your life. It changed my life and it could change yours too. Have an amazing week. It's been a joy to speak to you today. Be blessed and we'll see you soon. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.